0: That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you.
1: I'm Lisa Held, a food journalist and podcast host presenting Behind the Label with American Humane. Produced by Heritage Radio Network for Springer Mountain Farms, this podcast series dives into what the American Humane certified label really means. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. It's September, and as the days get shorter and temperatures cooler, it's time to go back to school. This week on Meetin and 3, we're looking at how lunchtime is changing from elementary schools through college, whether classes are remote or in person. While there was some information about where families could access food, it was spread out on many different websites. I'm seeing people, you know, advocate for like going back into school and a main reason is, you know, food insecurity, like kids go to school and they get fed. And I, I'm just, that's a whole other thing of like fight for kids to be fed versus like going to school. Tune in to Meetin 3, HRN's weekly food news roundup, wherever you listen to podcasts.
0: So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll, Lord knows that country music.
2: Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm Damon Bolte.
3: And I'm Greg Benson. And today, another
2: Teague is not with us because he uh, is a very, very busy man. And we do not fault him for that. Everyone's very busy right now. How How are you doing, Greg? (laughs)
3: I'm good. I'm, I'm also a little bit busy, but you know, it's trying to trying to, uh, find the right level of, you know, busyness to be like, is this, am I, am I doing this because I need to do this or am I doing this because my brain just misses the delightful chaos of a bar environment and it's trying to supplement it with whatever it can get its hands on, you know? Exactly, man. Exactly. Um, how about you? How are you doing out there? There's some, uh, you, you sent us a picture before we were on Arab, some ominous skies out there in California. You doing okay?
2: Yeah, you know, I'm usually like the silver lining guy, but today it's more of an orange death glow. Um, there are fires all <laughs> up and down the coast. And it is, it's crazy, man. I just took a picture. I'm going to post it on Instagram here in a little bit. But uh, yeah, it's like the sky is just orange and dark. And I, uh, I love sleeping in. So at least that was kind of nice. I usually, like, I would say that, like, you know...
3: Silver lining guy, everybody. Yeah.
2: I mean, like, I, uh, you know, I think most people know that I, I don't do caffeine. Uh, I don't I don't like the uh, the kind of, like, crazy, just, like, urgent, like, jolt into the work day, as it were, you know. I like to, like, wake up naturally. And today was a very weird one man um it's still very dark here and the sky is orange there's fires been on the coast it's pretty crazy man um if ever there was a time to like you know get on a road trip and get out of california now's the time although you know not like it's not like the rest of the world's doing much better but
3: yeah exactly yeah it's like get on a road trip and go where exactly yeah. I mean, I, to a, I actually, to a great motorcycle rally up in the Dakotas. <laughs>
2: right. Yeah. I heard about that. Uh, but um, yeah, actually, I, I did get out on the road a couple weekends ago. And uh, we're going to talk about that here a little bit uh, with our guest from the show today. Um, of course, they're dealing with some fires as well up in the Pacific Northwest. But when I was there, it was nice and sunny and warm. Um, you know, also last weekend, you know, it was Labor Day weekend. And we had this crazy heat wave. I Man, it's just been all over the place here lately. I don't know if you guys got hit as hard. How was it there? I mean, like, what'd you do for Labor Day weekend?
3: It was pretty toasty. Well, I'm I'm under uh, Cuomo quarantine because I traveled to. Uh, it'll be two weeks this weekend. I traveled to Minnesota and Wisconsin, which oh, yeah. are naughty naughty states yeah. uh, right now. So I'm stuck in my apartment. Um, but it was totally worth it. Um, I got to be the best man at my buddy's wedding. They're actually on a road trip right now across the West coast. So hi Cody and Allison. Hope you guys are having a good time. Stay safe out there. Um, but it was lovely, man. Uh, I got, it was just, you know, just family except for me and the bride's best friend. And it was on their parents' Lake and I just got to chill out. I got to be outside without a mask on, which was, one of those things where, like, I'm so conditioned to it now that, like, I'll leave the house. And you know that feeling when you go outside and you're like, oh, shit, I forgot my keys or my wallet or my phone? Yeah. It would be the same thing, but it's like, what am I missing? It's like, oh, right, I can I can breathe. I don't <laughs> have a thing strapped to my face because I'm in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. Um, just like we all used to do before this. Yep. Um, but it was lovely. And I got to wear a kilt, which really, I don't get excuses to do that often enough, so totally worth the 2 weeks in my apartment so you were now. you
2: were feeling the most <laughs> the highest level of freedom
4: that you felt in, in a very
3: incredibly long. free <laughs> so free wow in fact i um right before the ceremony i i had my kilt on but i was just wearing a tank top cuz i hadn't put my shirt on yet and i was kind of running back and forth doing you, were, like, you know you were pulling an active can't see each other Exactly, yeah, totally And I, I did this enough times where the bride's best friend Who's a very sweet woman uh, Looks at me and just goes Hey Greg, just out of curiosity There is like a shirt that goes with this outfit, right? And me thinking I'm being hilarious I just go, oh no, I'm just gonna like go totally bare chested And slap some blue paint on there Like in that movie And she just, she she laughed and then she was like Really? And I was like, no, 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 no no. There's there's a shirt, it has buttons, don't worry I just think I still remember how to put one of those on.
2: Well, you're a better man than I. I probably would have... (laughs) (laughs) I like to do what's called pre-gaming in the industry. uh, (laughs) On the wedding circuit.
3: I don't know if you've heard of it, but (laughs) it's pretty fun. That's funny, man.
2: Yeah, actually, um, so I I crossed one state line uh, the weekend before last. I guess we were doing the same thing similarly. Um, I went to my buddy's wedding. I was the best man at his wedding. And there was... Only about six people there, and it was it was really cute and uh, quaint, and it was on a rooftop in Portland at a place called Botanist, and luckily enough, that's who we have on the show today. We've got Matt Davis.
3: What a coincidence. Yeah.
2: So we got to meet uh, a couple weekends ago, Matt and I, uh, at his rad place. Big rooftop, uh, live music, cocktail venue. It's, it's really rad. I've never, like... You know when we think of uh anything that's like any kind of functioning bar music venue right now it's kind of it seems like a distant memory but uh yeah that they are they're definitely like literally rocking it out um so I want to welcome matt to the show today welcome matt
4: thank you very much guys
2: how's it going for you up there man
4: you know, as you guys were earlier talking, it's uh a little smoky, uh definitely having some uh some fire issues up here as well. Uh parents down in Florence, Oregon sent me some photos this morning and it's just it's like you're saying that nice orange tint to the sky in the morning time. So yeah. unfortunate, but that is uh it's a byproduct of uh kind of the, the summer we have this year.
2: Yeah. I'd never, I'd never experienced like I've, you know, I moved out here two years ago and uh, almost exactly two years, I guess next week will be two years ago. And, uh, but I was visiting out here, you know, four times, four or five times a year. And like, I just never seen anything like this. It was pretty wild. I don't think people on the West coast have really seen anything quite like what's going on right now in the Bay area, but it's, it's, uh, you know, in in quite some time it's insane, (laughs) but yeah but we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about <laughs> <laughs> yeah
3: the kid come on you're the silver linings yeah, guy here. <laughs> I don't know if I can carry that
2: weight yeah. <laughs> so so now the botanist has been there. it's in the Pearl district downtown Oregon, or or uh, Portland, Oregon, which is like really an awesome little area um, and how the hell did you get this giant rooftop of this downtown building to build this crazy place out? And why don't you tell us about botanist while you're at
4: it? Sure. So my business partner and I got, got into the bar world um, about two years ago. Um, I'm an engineer by background uh, and fell, literally probably fell into the bar world when uh, he used to make cocktails for me at, a, uh, at an old bar he managed, ran. And he asked me, Hey, what do you think about opening up a bar? And of course I'm a bottle of wine deep and three cocktails deep that had food in me. I'm like, Oh, it sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Let's do it. (laughs) And, and it's just one of those things you're like, God, I hope he doesn't remember this in the morning time. (laughs) (laughs) First thing in the morning, he gives me a call, Hey, you ready to go start planning out the bar? And, and it was just like, you know what? I can do this. I think this, yeah. Yeah. So I, started planning with them. started building the botanist. Um, we had a location and, you know, it was a kind of an underground speakeasy bar that, uh, we got to run for a year and a half, um, before the COVID, uh, focused on, you know, great cocktails, good little tapas food and stuff like that. Um, um but then getting to the story of how we got the, the patio space, it, it, basic dumbass luck um, <laughs> <and we> just, <laughs> when when covid hit and we we all just got in a room and I was like okay guys we can get the PPP money and we can can sit back and we can try and do to go food we can do all kinds of things and so we just said you know what let's let's feed people so we decided that we were going to start a free meal program for The displaced service workers of the Portland area. And so we started giving away free food, uh, free meals, people could order them the night before and then we would deliver them to their doorstep the next day, Um, you know, trying to keep COVID friendly, COVID safe. And this kept going, kept going. And we're going, okay, well, this is actual real. Um, we got some, some sponsors behind us. We had meals on wheels. We had Stoller wine. We had Ponzi wine. We had, you know, some, some people actually started pulling for us. We're like, huh? All right. So we passed 200 meals a day passed 300 meals a day, 500. And then we peaked at about 800 meals uh, a, a day for about two weeks. Um, 37,500 meals later, we basically ran out of our PPP money and said, You know, it was a great run, everybody. Appreciate it. And, you know, thanks for letting us help you and the community do it. Um, Just serendipitously, that was the time that we, as Oregon, got to open back up as the bar. And the landlord looks at us and goes, Hey, guys. You know we're not using this space um the building is probably going to be coming down in, in a short period of time so we're not going to try and rent it go up there and see what you can do um and so wow. yeah yeah it was uh, killing pacific the, the the people there you know that's just one of those like you get on that phone call and and there's that little lump in your throat after the phone call going oh my god we, we might actually survive this with this. And so it, it was a lot of work. It <laughs> all the lights and the tables and everything up there to create that experience and the ambiance. But it's just like one of those things like, oh, my God, thanks, guys. I mean, you just you just don't know a better way to thank them other than just say thank you. So, yeah, we, we dumbass luck fell into it just by continuing to move forward.
2: That's, That's amazing. amazing, man. I, I think there's also something to be said about karma in this situation, you know. You put out some really good stuff out into the world.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and and I mean, you, and then you know, it back to you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a I'm I'm not I For someone who enjoys superstitious activity as much as I do, I'm not a superstitious person, but I I do think that there is something to be to be said for you know if you put yourself out there as someone who is you know it's like I am I had the opportunity to do something that was entirely for me and entirely for my business, and I'm going to instead use this opportunity to make other people's lives better people take notice of that man you know i mean i i don't know your landlord but i'm i'm sure that they saw that as well and i'm sure that they had the thought in their mind it's like well look at what these guys are doing with the ppp loan why don't i give them a little bit more rope to run and see what they do you know yeah it's been
4: it's just been really cool um you know we had a a friend, a friend down the street that they used to run me miramole. It was a a Mexican restaurant and and they had to go under. And, and so we're like, well, we're not using all the space. Come open up, you know, take your staff and come open up here and and we can, we can try and support you. And so now we've got them up and running and that was the food that we served at the wedding. Right. And, And we're looking at trying to figure out a way to, to try and either do a breakfast or a brunch. And, you know, kind of pass this space forward a little bit and try and employ as many people as we possibly can over the the period of time that that, the people just really can't have decent indoor dining. And so, yeah, just trying to pay it forward a little bit more, man.
2: That's great. I mean, you know, it's, it's really interesting too, that that happened in a time where you got this huge outdoor space and you know, like something big that just happened today that came out in the news today in New York was that or is that um, at the end of the month, they're going to start the next phase of of dining. So they're going to it's not going to be the same as they have done in all the other states where it's like 50 percent. It's only 25 percent. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, no bar service uh, or no, no bar seating rather. And I feel like the Pacific Northwest is kind of, you know, challenged in its own ways weather-wise climate-wise as as you know the northeast is you know where you know i think the big question is like how like okay we're we're doing this thing right now we're we're just kind of eking along with uh our outdoor seats we're, you know it's very makeshift and it's the same way in a lot of cities you're like you know being on that rooftop uh, two weekends ago was like i was like god damn man this is crazy like to have this kind of outdoor space and like also to have it off the street. And, you know, like I just, it's, it's kind of, it's a miraculous venue, you know, and we're just kind of like wondering, you know, what the plan is for when, I mean, this is really good news to hear today for New York. Um, Absolutely. We'll we'll take whatever bit we can right right now, but you know, the winters get harsh, man. And Um, you know, if you're dependent on just doing outdoor seating, then like, what is your plan? And for instance, like in uh, most cities, most states, especially New York, you know, you can have a tent like in your little parking lot, like dining area, you can have a tent, but you can't run any electricity across the sidewalk to it. Um, you can have heaters, but same thing. They have to be like run off of, uh, either, I guess it has to be uh, a generator and like I was thinking about all these things with your rooftop space. I was like, man, you don't have to do any of that. You just plug in, like, (laughs) set it up and it's like, (laughs) great. (laughs) Uh, I mean, (laughs) that sounded like it was a lot easier than it is, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a little little less, uh, you know, hoops to jump through with getting that going, you know? And you got plenty of space to, like, share it with a lot of people, including musicians. I mean, I noticed that when I was yeah. by like the day before you had some bands setting up and you were doing like all this cool stuff. Like you've got, like, you know, we, it's hard to find places where, that are actually doing, I'm a musician as well. And so like, I, you know, I talked to all my musician buddies and you know, right now they're like, God, man, like, like we're all like struggling to do the things that we love, you know? Uh, and they all kind of work together. So, really interesting you have that space but like as far as like your plan i mean i i'm sure you've you're an engineer by trading like your your job is to plan um what are your plans for like the upcoming seasons
4: well if i if i take my plan and fragment it into two parts and this is the engineering mind that you're gonna get to listen to here for a second <laughs> it, it fragments into rain and and in temperature um and so the first the first plan that we have is is to f- cover the place. Uh, yeah. I actually just submitted the the drawings to the the canopy place last night and said, "Hey, look, give me a quote to to cover it for rain." Um, because, you know, Oregonians don't mind, you know, the 40-50 degree temperature, you know, 40s not so much, but 50-60 degree temperatures, you can you can still be outside and enjoy yourself um, under, you know, rain protection. And that typically lasts from you know anywhere from up to november december time frame and then then you got to protect yourself from cold <clears> um, <throat> and so i'm buying time a little bit by going rain protection first and then figuring out how to to do uh the heat protection but i think the you know, as you know 8000 square feet is not not cheap to cover but there's a, a lot of interested parties to to keep that place open um Mainly because there's no other place open, like the musicians. Um, mm-hmm. you know, going out for for donations, funding for the cover. Um, we would really, really, really love to try and get in touch with the the orchestra to to have a, a winter concert there. we're talking about doing a holiday bazaar up there. I mean there's there's so many things that so many different interested parties can can be a part of in that space while being socially distanced. And and I'm not going to say I hate the word sense of normal, but just a sense of a life again uh, yeah. outside of their home. And, and that's that's kind of where we're trying to focus right now is how do you make that happen from now until April, May time next year when you're starting to get that nice weather again? And so we are protecting ourselves uh, and doing contingency planning. Um,
0: but yeah, I think. Yeah.
4: Go yeah.
3: ahead. I mean that that's like what you were saying is like that's the hardest part because you know I I am with you I hate anytime someone says oh it's it's you know it was so great I you know had a drink out on a patio it was like it was normal again because I feel like you know that's a that's a treat we haven't earned yet you know as a right. society we haven't earned the cookie of feeling like things are normal again because we haven't really put in the work to make things normal again you know but there's also the more charitable side of me thinks that, you know, people, you know, need that, you know, we're a social species. We're not meant to isolate in apartments for, you know, weeks on end or months on end or a year or more, you know, we need other people. We need socialization. We need a, a tribe or a group of people or a community or neighborhood or whatever the hell you want to call it. Other people around us are something that's, you know, it's like food and shelter and water and air. Like it's something we need to thrive and survive. So it's, how do you, and that's the million dollar question, isn't it? How do you provide that safely while still letting people know that things are not normal? So conduct yourself accordingly. Yeah, that's, been the that's, hour that's,
4: hour <laughs> yeah. 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 Safely is the tough one. Um, there's just such a fine line and you know and we're talking about you know going into the operations of, of running a business you're for a lack of a better term you're you're an entertainer i mean that's what we do we mm-hmm. entertain people for the experience and making sure that they're having a great time but now we're the police yeah because you got to wear your mask you got to sit down you can't you can't run around the place and it for those who have been in the industry and and are the outgoing just this grandiose personality that loves to be with and around those people it's hard it's hard for them to to flip a switch and now have to be a hall monitor and and it's it's tough to see some of the people because they've never had to have this position before and they're like you know you got to put on your mask and then the guy's like no I don't um. okay. And then they walk away. And so it's really interesting to see how the industry is reacting to this. Okay. We, we have to be the entertainers, but also we have to be the enforcers. And so it's been a, been an interesting trend or interesting thing to see over the past couple months as we've operated. You know, I've yeah, always said yeah. that
2: as a bartender, you have to play every single role in and outside of that establishment right you've got to be manager the host the busser the chef you know the the entertainment uh manager and sometimes you got to be the bouncer and you know we don't always i don't think a lot of uh a lot of people realize that you know because we're also there to relieve stress from everyone's lives and kind of like hide all the, the crazy stuff that's going on during service and, you know, not expose that to anyone of our customers, anyone around because they're there to chill out and relax and have a drink. And sometimes that line gets blurred and they don't really realize that this is a functioning business that has to adhere to a lot of laws that frankly, we'd really rather not have to (laughs) abide by, you know, and it sucks for us to have to, you know, like you said, police, uh, patrons of the the establishment here, and you know, like it, it just it really sucks. <laughs> I want everyone to know out there who doesn't work in the <government laughs> industry, yeah. to the show. <laughs> it fucking sucks for us. We're not just trying to come down, yeah. You know? It does. Like, it's you know just trying to keep people safe, and we're we're lucky to be as open as we are right now. I mean, operating at 25% yeah. capacity fucking sucks. I don't know. Maybe we're not lucky. Maybe it's a curse, you know, like maybe, maybe, it's <laughs> maybe it's another karma situation where like, we're paying for it now, but uh, I'm pretty sure that like, you know, like we're just trying to like, like you said, entertain people, host people and have a good time. And hopefully someday we won't have to wear masks again, but it's not up to us as the bar owners bartenders host managers i think let's take a quick break maybe uh and then we'll uh hear from our sponsors and jump back into matt davidson from botanist and portland oregon stay tuned
1: I'm Lisa Held, a food journalist and podcast host, presenting Behind the Label with American Humane. Produced by Heritage Radio Network for Springer Mountain Farms, this podcast series dives into what the American Humane Certified Label really means. We're looking inside the farm certification process, beginning with the moment a farmer expresses interest in becoming American Humane Certified, all the way to a consumer seeing the seal on store shelves. And American Humane is our country's first national humane organization, founded way back in 1877. Now, we certify nearly 1 billion farm animals each and every year. Despite that growth, uh, roughly 90% of U.S. farm animals are still raised without the benefit of independently verified science-based standards. Subscribe to Behind the Label with American Humane wherever you listen to podcasts.
3: And we're back. You are listening to The Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. Uh, Joining us today in the studio, we've got Matt Davidson of The Botanist out in Portland, Oregon. Uh, Matt is in in, an interesting kind of other side of the coin to where we are here in New York, because you all have been able to do reduced seating indoor for a while, but Oregon does not yet have to-go cocktails. Is that correct?
4: Yeah, we are unfortunately not there yet. Working on it, but but not there.
3: So this is we were we were talking about this a little bit before the show and we were talking about how to go cocktails because they've unfortunately at this point been around as long as they have have sort of they need to evolve and where they evolve is uh, you know, it's kind. Of, it's a little bit of a. It's a little bit of a holy grail right now of finding. Okay, the novelty of being able to walk up to you know, Souther's Bar or Damon's Bar or Bathtub Gin or wherever the hell, and get your favorite cocktail into to-go cup and drink it off the street isn't as fun as it was back in April. So how do we take that experience of that bar and bring it outside of the bar with a cocktail? That's you know something that that. And for the record, we didn't come up with an answer before the show, and we're being coy. We don't know the best way to do this, but we were bantering it around a little bit. I mean, my yeah, I, my
2: trick is just you know, I just you know have underbergs, and you know that's uh, you know very prepackaged. <laughs> they're technically legal anywhere to drink, and they're forty four percent alcohol. It's true. So there you go. Food byproduct,
3: baby. <laughs> is that technically a meal under uh under new york state to go alcohol laws? I, you know what that that might be true yeah
2: I, that's yeah. that's an interesting point yeah you could do a, a cocktail in a an underberg in the underberg account rather than a bag of chips or something like that it comes with the underberg yeah i i feel like it Southern sounds like a couple dinners that I've, that I've had in my life souther would have
3: <laughs> found that loophole by now <laughs> that's true if anybody did it'd be that guy yeah But yeah, so you, is there a sense out in Oregon that this is a thing that is, well, I guess, is there a sense that it's coming, but also what's taking so long? I mean, the states that I would think of that would be dragging their heels on this would be, you know, your kind of Bible belt states. Portland very famously is where young people go to retire, according to Fred Armisen. Like you'd think that you guys would have been (laughs) way ahead of the curve when it comes to drinking Uh. on the streets.
0: Yeah,
2: but it's a control state. Yeah, you know I mean that's the thing is like I feel like a lot of people. Th- this happens in a lot of states, like Portland isn't all of Oregon, just like New Orleans isn't all of Louisiana, just like Austin isn't all of Texas. You know, New York is just a part of New York City is part a part of New York. You know, what I mean, like there there are certain kind of preconceived notions about places that you're like, all right, well that seems really progressive, but it's still a state in the United States that has these laws that are. I'll be antiquated, they're still in place
3: yeah, that's true still still in a country that was founded by Puritans, right <laughs> um but yeah is there is there a sense that this is a thing that's imminent, so it's a puzzle that you're kind of having to work very quickly to crack? Quickly
4: is I think <laughs> the <laughs> is not the right the right word um, I think desire is is there's two sides of the coin of the desire um does the state want it bad enough that they're going to to fight for their restaurants and bars to to get this through the legislature or to 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 pass it as an executive order even though it may not be a hundred percent legal the answer is no they're not i mean it's sad to say that uh, you know the that restaurant and bar owners are having to take their own money right now and go to uh, get lobbyists and and try and go out and rally support when they should be in their restaurants making, trying to make money. And and they're doing this to try and sway votes, trying to get people to do what we consider to be the right thing to, to help us survive through the wintertime. I mean, as we were talking earlier, the patio season for 99% of the people is going to dry up. Um, People are going to get cold and wet and we need options. And I think the desire for them to fight, even though they may say it's tough or, you know, it's kind of hard to do is not the right answer when you're talking to somebody who's lost six months of their revenue plus now has due 25% capacity. Oh, and, you know, we're going to lose that 25% capacity when the rain starts. So hard's relative, you know, and so I think our biggest fight right now is finding people who want to do the right thing for us to to support the industry and and give us options. So that's that's the tough thing right now for us.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's the I think that's been the frustrating thing, and I and I say this as the the non-bar owner host of this show, but it, mm-hmm. it seems like the frustrating thing is that you know the tools that you guys that do own bars have to work with are are very limited, and they're being swapped in and out of your toolbox on a seemingly weekly basis. So trying to plan for the future and figure out a, a good way to, you know, still be some version of yourself for your regulars and for your guests is uh difficult to put it mildly am i am i on the money there guys nail on the
4: head i mean absolutely nail on the head you know you're talking how do you mean relative in your people's minds i mean it's just everybody's got a million things on instagram facebook everything else you can only post so much social media you can only take a, a, a margarita and make so many variations mm-hmm. of it and photograph it so many different ways. It's, it's just like, you can't remain relevant in people's mind through social media. And if, if, if the expectation is for bars and restaurants to hang in there on PPP money, and then all of a sudden, you know, COVID's over and we bounce back, it, our relevance is gone. You know, that's just, it's, it's not there. And so I think, you know, the tool bag that, that we're getting, as you say, keeps getting swapped out and that's not the way business works. We need, we need long-term planning we need to be able to figure out, okay, if we're going to have cocktails to go, is it going to be here for two weeks? Is it going to be here for two years? Because we may have to invest money to, to, you know, make it happen. Cause that's, that's a business. So yeah. Uh, the swapping of tools is not a, not a very, uh, Nice thing.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And just to, to grind a personal axe here, if I see one more suggestion of, oh, just put heat lamps on your patio, I'm going to fucking lose it because everyone... <laughs> who's ever suggested that has clearly oh, never sat under one of those things. They're terrible. The half of your body that's not under it is cold. And the half that is under it is getting roasted and dehydrated to the point where you're like, I'm going to have to slather myself in chapstick on just this half of my body when I get home. It's just sucking all the moisture out of me. It's They're not yeah. a viable solution, guys. Yeah.
2: And also I think a lot of people don't realize that those space heaters are the new toilet paper. Like, good luck finding mm-hmm. space heaters right now. <laughs> you know, pic- like, outdoor mm-hmm. furniture, like, picnic tables, uh, he- space heaters, all that stuff. I mean, it's it's basically your new version of hand sanitizer and toilet paper. Everyone's trying to get it. It's the hottest <laughs> commodity. Everyone's sold out, back-ordered. I mean, same with, uh, like, Matt was saying, like, you got your, like, canopy company who's, like, taking measurements and doing all this stuff. I, I was going to ask, like, what their weight is like with, with their actual, like,
4: quote <clears throat> on their time, right, of
2: getting those finished you know
4: my yeah i i don't know yet you know i but i i would guess that their their critical path is the is the labor installation mm-hmm. um but you know I'm, i've asked them if i can do that myself to kind of cut down the cost but you're right you know oh it, it is the new tp yeah. um we we are all asking for these resources at the same exact time. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it's like opening up the restaurants again. And then everybody's going to the farmer where they used to buy the chicken going, Hey, can I get, you know, 30 orders of chicken again? And he's looking at you going, no, are you stupid. I had to <laughs> cut down my, my stock. You think I can just, you know, ramp it back up. Uh, you know, the other day I went to go buy a new printer at uh, Best Buy and they're all out of printers and I'm like, What's going on? Oh yeah, absolutely. They were every printer in there was on a two week order and they go, yeah, we just, there's no supply of of even everyday products. And I'm just like, wow. So if every bar starts asking for, like you said, space heaters, blankets, umbrellas, give it a week. They're going to be on two month back order. Yeah, exactly.
2: It's, You know, and the printer thing makes sense because so many people are working from home. You know, it's (laughs) it's pretty crazy. Um, You know, I I was I want to kind of redirect this a little bit um, because we've got a little bit of time left on the show. But is there any like what's I like asking this question right now because it's it's somewhat entertaining to me to like hear about some of the things that people have seen, like different restaurants and bars doing. But it's also kind of like, yeah sharing ideas i mean like uh is there any like cool creative thing that you've seen other than stuff that you guys have done which has been really rad that like you've just been like huh we should have been doing that all the time you know what i mean like any certain cocktail like Um, like...
4: the the most creative thing and i'm uh you know tommy close uh was was absolutely out there when he did this one and i just i can't believe that we didn't think of it and kick yourself in the rear for not thinking of it but it's um you remember the old Gogurt gurt style uh, push pop stuff mm-hmm. and it's a oh, yeah. slushy it's just a slushy and so we were doing the low abv he's doing the low abv cocktails as a slushy essentially in one of those otter pop style things and i'm like Oh, that is such a good idea. That's great. Um, so hats off to Tommy on that one. He, uh, he, he hit something with, with that. And so if, uh, if we do have cocktails to go, I think that, well, being winner is not going to be the greatest time to do it, but that was uh he definitely did well with that. One. Very cool.
3: Yeah. I, that's amazing. I was just, and that's, just, that's the sort of thing that will stick around too. Yeah, I was
4: going to say
2: like, cause you can just keep those in the freezer oh, you yeah, right now and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's great. I love hearing about stuff like that. I was, you know, honestly, I
4: mean, I'm just thinking like cocktail parties.
2: Yeah, totally. Totally, man. I was just like excited to see like when I was in Portland, I was excited to see like a place serving a cocktail in an actual glass. (laughs) You know, like I was like, what? I haven't seen one of these in a long time. (laughs) Crazy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's, like all these like tiny victories, you know, when you, when you get a frozen cocktail and like, but there was such an article came out that came out last week and I can't remember what publication, but, um, it might've been punch and it was like, uh, just about the, the spicy margarita being like, like kind of like the drink of this, of 2020, because it's like, you know, no one's really trying. To, we're just trying. We're all in survival mode, right? We're not trying to, like, like, get, like, so much like, like into, like, what our next seasonal menu is going to be and, like, trying to, like, push the envelope. It's just like, you know what everyone needs right now? They just need a spicy margarita. That's it. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. oh, yeah.
2: That's when we reopened Grand Army. That was all we served. And then I was, like, glad to see that article come out. But uh, also speaking of low ABV, wasn't there one? In, I think that one, the low ABV one was a punch where it was like, "This was going to be the year of low ABV cocktails," and they're like, "We're going to totally reject that statement."
3: <laughs> Everyone needs. In fairness, though, I'm I'm pretty sure the last five years have been this is going to be the year of low ABV yeah, cocktails. I'm pretty sure they've been the trend to watch next year since like 2015. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Oh man. Well, dude, it was really fun hanging out at your place, and I know that you know we have lots of friends and, and listeners of the show in Portland, so if you guys haven't been to the Bottoms House, it is awesome. Great staff, great times. Uh, you know, even we were we were there for uh, our friend Lucas Plant's wedding, and there was only about 10 of us all together, but it was a great time. Easy, easily socially distensible <laughs> on that giant rooftop. Uh, and you guys are doing some cool stuff with live music and DJs and things. So you're giving me some hope, man. I just want to say thanks. for that. Thank you. Um, you're very, very welcome. Yeah. Very welcome. And maybe one of these days when my band gets their stuff together, we can come out there and play a show.
4: <laughs> you always got a place for it.
2: Awesome. Greg, you got anything else? Matt, you want to plug, uh, the, um, the like any of the social media stuff and website for, for your venture?
4: You know, I'm, I'm horrible at this. Um, uh, you know, we've got, uh, you know, I just want to say thank you to again, Killian Pacific, the, the landlord and letting us, uh, take the space. Um, uh, a lot of, a lot of people helped us get to where we are today. Uh, we got Stoller wine was one of the big contributors for the free meal program. Uh, meals on wheels people was another one. Um, but yeah, you know, there's, it's just been a lot of support and help to get us in this location. And I know I can't name everybody, but just, uh, just thank you. I just thank you for everything that you guys have done and continue to support us here at this bar by coming out and, uh, keeping, keeping us alive. So thanks to everybody and the community in large. Awesome. Very cool, man. Well,
2: Matt, it's been great having you on the show today and, uh, great chatting with you again. Uh, and uh, I've got, I've got your website for you. It's the botan- botanist, And also you have uh Havana cafe, and you, yep. Havana at- cafe PDX. Mm-hmm. and you can find them havanacafepdx PDX. And you can find them at Matt Davidson, 81 on Facebook. And I'm, I think there's, you know, if anyone re- wants to reach out to you, Matt, I'm sure you'd be happy to answer questions. We're all, you know, like in this together and trying to help each other out. So It's always good to like get some some advice and even just uh, some words of encouragement every once in a while from your fellow bar people, bar owners, bar managers, you know. So, uh, yep, cool. And uh, Greg, why don't you take us out? Yes, sir.
3: (laughs) Sure. All right. Well, thank you very much for uh, listening to the Speakeasy on Heritage Radio Network. Be sure to check out heritageradio.network.org for. Uh, lots more great shows just like this. Uh In the meantime, Matt, thanks very much for joining us. Damon, always good to talk all to right. you. And tune in next week, and we'll catch you then. Cheers. Cheers, everybody.
0: So you don't oh, shun the, the devil with the devil your rock, rock and roll, roll Knows that roll country music's gonna save me. your soul. Oh, the